Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hi, hi. This week I'm hoovering with the very, 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 very funny comedian and my friend, Will Duggan. And thrillingly, but also legally, we hoovered together in real life. Woohoo! First of all, thanks for listening to Hoovering. If you tell other people about the podcast, I love you for it. One way to do that is to give it a five star review or subscribe to it. Um, I mean, that makes your life easier, doesn't it? I don't know if you can hear, I'm being, we're, this sort of introduction this week's being heckled by a cat having a mid-afternoon, massive mid-afternoon snack inches away from the microphone, but it's, it's one of my cats that doesn't eat very often, so I'm just letting her crack on, even though it, perhaps it's disrupting things sound-wise for you. I don't care. I mean, it's a podcast about eating. It's not only for humans, is it? Other, other creatures eat as well. If you want to support the podcast financially, I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, you can either do it with a one-off payment at Acast Supporter, or you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all the podcast related things I swap you in exchange for your hard-earned wedge. Uh, guest recipes, totally exclusive content, the power to make me try things, sometimes free tickets to live show or discounted ones. Okay, right, Will and I are hoovering 
takeaway pizzas um, from South East London's very fancy pants chain of lush pizza places called Mama Dough. And um, we got ours from the one in Ladywell. We had a pizza each with a burrata side because why fucking not? We're wolfing from there specifically because, and that's where we last ate together pre-pandemic. We had lunch there inside uh, where Will made my son laugh more than I ever have or ever will. Um, But that story is in the podcast, so I'll leave that for now. And the only warning for this one is that there's a little bit, a tiny little bit of wind sound and a few clattery noises, clattering of cutleries and table scuds and stuff. But who fucking cares, actually? It is a minuscule price to pay to be able to share a meal in the actual world with my dear silly pal. What a joy. It's got to be said, the first part of this um, hoovering is going to just be you listening to Will Duggan and I eating because we're, it's lunchtime and I'm hungry, it's just arrived and it smells so good. But you can probably hear from the ruffling of birds and the twittering of nearby builders that this is being recorded in person. I'm here in real life. We're next to one another, just a couple of double-jabbed comedians sitting around a metre apart from one another in a garden. Sharing antibodies. Sharing antibodies. Probably about to eat similar microbes and having the time of our motherfucking lives. (laughs) And we're having... Well, I've, I've really... That's quite arrogant of me. I am. Um, we're having a, a pizza from Mumado because last time we hung out properly yes. outside of work was you came down and we went for pizza with my son. We you did. made him laugh so much that he pissed his pants in the middle of the pizza restaurant. You're welcome, children. So, um, and it was a real moment, actually, a real sort of one for the can't wait to tell it his wedding. Um, <laughs> although, recently, I um, can't believe I'm starting with this, actually, uh, we're reading the original Dogman, which is a brilliant comic book for kids. Dogman? Yes, yeah, like a storybook, but looks like comics. Cool, cool, cool. And um, a bit of that was so funny that he shat himself. Listen, you, there'll always be someone that unseats the king. Yes, it's true. To have been the king for a little while, yeah. I'll take. Okay, to lose out to Dogman, well, I you've lost out to, it doesn't I'm exist. I'm sorry you've lost out to Dogman. Um, so, to recreate that moment... Up later. <laughs> <laughs> We've got ourselves a, pizza, a delivery takeaway from the same pizza place, Mama Do, um, and I think it's probably best if we just start eating and we can talk about what we're eating, because I don't think I can sit near it any longer. Um, we both went for things they didn't have today for some reason. They must just be too popular, which is annoying. It means we've made hack choices. No, we made classic choices. Classic choices. You were going for a cured meat one. Yeah. And I, I'd gone for anchoa, which is like the really spicy anchovesy one, and they didn't have those. But I'm never worried when that happens because all of theirs are so fit. Your second backup, which I didn't go for in the end, which is rude, was. Um, John O Goat, which is what I would normally get, but I've spent so many years almost always getting that one, which is like all walnuts and goat's cheese and something sweet, like sweet onions. Yeah, caramelised onions it was, I think, yeah. That mm. I'm now forcing myself to branch out and get different things. I can't do that at restaurants. Can't like, you? If I go somewhere and I know that you like something I love, right? that's me forever, because, yeah. you know, let's say you order a lobster ravioli mm-hmm. and it's not as good as your mm-hmm. escalop, where you've yeah. done yourself a kipper. <laughs> It's true, it's so risky. It's really hard. I got you one. I've already forgotten what it's called. Something like Smoky Swine. Smoky Swine. It's like um, parma ham, courgette. There's definitely garlic hiding away. And I've covered it in this wooey wooey chilli oil. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Where yeah. did I get that wooey wooey chilli oil from? Some cunty deli spending money I just shouldn't have. Really good. 
And um, do you like? Oh, you might. Maybe yours is garlicky enough. But that garlic, I got garlic mayonnaise as well, and it's fucking lush. Um, I got a. Uh, oh, what is it called? Florentina. Florentina. Spinach and egg. Yeah, boy. I worked at a pizzeria for twelve years. Yes. I must have had about four Florentinas a week oh. for about a decade, and I, I still love them. I knew you'd be a kindred spirit because when you were, we were talking about what we were going to get, like, for, do you have my same issue as me where it's like, I fucking love, I love everything. Yeah. It's quite hard to choose because I want to try everything. There's apart from maybe like the absolute most boringest. Even though, Don't. what's the um, what's the one that you get, and it's got no cheese mm. and just like olives and capers. Boring, but so when done good. well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fit. Yeah, it's like straight up spaghetti in a red sauce, isn't it? It's yeah, one of those where you're like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Very well, very well done, Italy. <laughs> well, do, do you know David Stanier? The, um, no. He's an uh, like alternative act in the Northwest. Really funny. He used to have this bit where he talked about how good pizza was. And the punchline was, so thank you, Italy, for pizza. Now you say thank you for gravy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that somewhere there's an Italian who's never tried gravy. But they do it different. They do it with like stock and sage and it's tasty but bisto, hot water, cover up some chicken, done. Theirs sounds a bit weedy and thin. It is weedy and thin but it's very tasty. Uh I've really met your levels up there by leaning right into the microphone going weedy and thin. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I'm into this. Is there anything you wouldn't put on a pizza, Jess? Um, Like out of like a Oh no, like like the way that Italians don't put pineapple on. I don't love pineapple on a pizza. I don't love pineapple in any savoury context, but I often get a bit moody tweets and stuff about that. If you're into it, fucking good for you. Well, that's it, isn't it? I, yeah. I'm so sick of that, and uh, what do you call this roll of bread? Give a fuck, just put some cheese on it yeah. and eat it. No one mu- <laughs> There's so much going on in the world that's terrible, just eat yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, what about you? Anything, any massive no-nos? I don't like, and this is not just pizza in general, I sound like a child here. Big chunks of vegetable. Uh-huh. Like an onion. Cut it small, yeah. dice it up, I'll eat three onions worth. Yes. Give me a chunk of onion, I'm not interested. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I am I'm a fuss bag about where you're gonna give me a raw onion. I don't wanna even a bit of I often even a bit of spring onion, like mmm. It's fine. I do think it often tastes really nice and often it adds a bit of texture, etc. And it's not like it's not the power of it that bothers me, but it's just I don't want to. I don't want that to be the only th- thing I'm tasting for the next no, 24 hours. I'm with you. Do you ever have like a tomato and onion salad? Yeah, they're nice. They're lovely, but aren't they? You've got they? balsamic. You've got basil. You've I've got tomato. I've forgotten our drinks. You have to keep listing things that they've got. <laughs> I like it. I do like. Uh, Jess has gone, but while she's gone, I'll just fill in my top things to put on a pizza: tomato puree, cheese, pepperoni, ham, mushrooms. <laughs> did you actually do it? Just listen to me as I like pizza. pizza toppings for the whole time. Dead air is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already saving me on editing. Oh, I love this. I'm Poor having Jack. a lovely time. And the sun's just come out. Oh, get in. Um, my vegetarian partner is away in Glasgow. I didn't know if I was going to confess to this. I'm pretty sure she knows it's happening, but I'm being quite carnivorous in her absence. So what have you eaten three steaks of veal since I arrived? 
I saw your really funny tweet. Normally I wait till later in the podcast to ask if you'd ever eat a human and I was going to ask it's then, but didn't you tweet the beginning of the pandemic when this is all over, we'd better start eating the rich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because there was some news article saying rich people have all fucked off to some expensive bunker or whatever to be safe from the pandemic. And it just made, you made a brilliant point, but also I noticed in the comments somebody had put, or maybe it was you, somebody had put something to do with like a toff tartare or something and it really tickled me. Yeah, I, did, I would. I am. The thing is, I'm a very lazy uh, revolutionary. <laughs> I always say things like, oh, if I'd lived in France during, yeah. you know, the German invasion in Second World War, I'd definitely have joined the resistance. But I live in a time now that's begging for a resistance mm. and I haven't. I'm eating nice pizza with you in South London. <laughs> yeah. I've got zero militia in my house. It's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but at what my point of the carnivorous admission was that at some point can we swap a slice? Oh, mate, please hug yourself. Great. Likewise. Um, have you ever had to eat? Because you've done so many different types of things as well as stand up, like all the. Well, you've done all sorts of bits and bobs, but have you ever had to eat anything interesting or memorable as part of work ever, outside of the sort of obligatory... um... What a lovely way of saying, you're not that successful. You do a lot of other jobs. That's (laughs) not what I said. No, but that's what I took from it. No, I'm right. In my head, I was thinking things like funs and games, all the things you've been involved in. I wondered if there'd ever been any memorable eating as part of any of those. Yes, there is. Mm. What's his name? Uh, the stand-up from Newcastle who was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the guys on the oh, wall. Oh, Ben. Ben. Oh, he's so lovely, isn't he? Yeah, he's lovely I met boy. his family once. Yeah. He came to see Funs and Games, which is a show I did seven mm. years ago. And uh, he, his... It was like a pretend kids show. I mean, it was a kids show, but it was very full of very funny adult humour. It was like Felix Knightsy. Yeah, sorry. It was bloody great, thanks. Yeah. Um, but he won like a frutella mm-hmm. and he started eating it mm. and then he said something that I didn't agree with so I made him spit it out and then I ate it <gasps> but like it was half this was so pre-pandemic oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it couldn't Fuck be more now. Um, but like in the moment I just ate it I was halfway through and I was like oh, this is really a lot juicier than I like my sweets to be when they go in <laughs> you shared a frutella with a Game of Thrones staff yeah horrible and I mean spoilers he f- He's not the hugest part in it, but he bloody lives all through all those series, yeah. doesn't he? He probably pops up three or four times mm. in the series and you go, hey, I know that guy. Um, we shared a frutella. I hope his life's financially transformed from that job. Definitely it, is recognisable-wise. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's. I always think this, of small parts in... Mm. Not small, not, not to diminish what he's done, he's very good in it. Yeah, he's not like an extra, he's a proper character. But like, the... Um, the guy who tries to sell Alan Partridge the house in I'm Alan Partridge, <gasps> one yank, all gone. Yeah. That one. He will always be the estate agent. He's done loads of stuff, mm. but that's it forever. He's yeah. the Partridge guy. Yeah. Huh. Another pizza thought. Do you, when you start getting full, start leaving the crusts? So, I normally, I'm really sorry, I normally eat a pizza with a knife and fork. <gasps> can no, I no, get no, you no. a knife? I can, no, no, no. I can get you a knife? No, because. I don't need this. We've got burrata. We've got right. loads of pieces to share. Because I always cut the, um, I cut the crust off first. Oh right. And then use that as essentially a starter for every slice, like oh. a little breadstick. Dip it in some garlic mayo, pop mm. some chili oil on it, and then oh, your lovely. slice of pizza is like a pizza hut edge, no crust. Oh. Maximum fair. overdrives, top to tail. Very nice, top to tail butchery of the pizza. That is <laughs> nose to tail, they call it, don't they? That is really nice to know. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I, I 
might have to copy. Please do. It's such a also part. Men. I, mean, I can't be asked to get a knife out. I'm saying I'm going to copy, but when am I ever going to get a knife out? Rip it. What are you going to say about men? Not about men. I thought you said men. I thought you said there's a manly way to eat a pizza, and that would be quite funny. Yeah, I'm sure that's prop- how I'm doing it. Proper good. Do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> for every every slice that I have, you get about two thirds of a slice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I smashed half of mine. That's <laughs> the joy of being the um, person asking the questions. I went on a date years ago. Yeah. Like a first date and to um, Rudy's Pizza in Manchester, which is just so delicious. Oh, I've heard about this place. Um, there were people uh, when the world sort of reopened in terms of filming stuff. Someone, someone was filming something. They were in a hotel in Manchester, and they were like, "Right, what am I going to do for dinners?" And it Twitter just was like, "Rudy's, Rudy's, 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 Rudy's. But I did that. I got a knife and fork to it. She probably looked at me like, "What are you?" Oh no, I thought you're a pervert. Yeah. Well, she might have thought you're just really posh. It feels like quite. A, I, I, super posh thing to do maybe knife and fork sort of thing I imagine my nana doing no. my nana would remember when we were little when we forced her to let us have a Burger King and it was we were so embarrassed because she basically sort of very slowly explained to them that she just wanted salad items and bread <laughs> it was such a waste they, they charged her for a full burger she oh, just has a sugary bun with a bit of weedy lettuce in it yeah, heartbreaking, isn't it? I went to uni with a guy, Antonio Willocks. He once went into a subway right. and asked for a ham sandwich. So, come on, mate, play the game. Oh, play the game, yes. Tony. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Get in. I'm getting to the eggy business. God, I'm really not focused on the interview, though. Sorry. That's all right. You've got to edit. <laughs> first one in. First one in. I mean, the problem is I leave all this shit in. Four hour long episode, first 45 minutes. <laughs> no wonder no one wants to turn it into telly. Um, have you ever accidentally eaten anything that's not food? Um, not accidentally. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Well, oh God. Yes, here we go. So firstly, Tom Oldfield and I, when we were children, a friend of mine from childhood, yeah. we used to regularly just try dog food, see what it was like. Wow, that's so brave! But You're we, such a brave food person. No, I think we're just stupid. I'm having my bit of um, crust first yes. as a starter. Because his dog used to look really happy eating food. How? The mm. golden retriever. Yeah. So it can't be that name. bad. And it was minging. So we tried oh. every new brand that came in. Oh, God! Also, dog biscuits. A lot of dog stuff, you know? Yeah. Dogs do eat in a way that makes me feel better about how I eat. <laughs> <laughs> when they like really like mouth fuck the bowl you have to get dogs have to get bowls that have got spikes in don't they to slow them down and I do wonder about that for me sometimes there is a comedian whose name cannot be on this okay but I'll tell you you got to edit it out or afterwards yes who is a renowned terrible eater okay and oh dear da- is it me no 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 and you know Danny McLaughlin yes he described watching this particular comic Eating a spaghetti carbonara oh, as like watching a dog with a toffee. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see them, I think of that. Oh, God. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Now that we've got cats here to feed, and now they're food. I remember from my pets as kids, it was fucking rank. You're younger than me, but dog and cat food when I was a kid was... It had like a smell... Oh, it's grim. Whereas now they make it way more palatable, like it smells of steak and gravy, basically. I've So I've never had a pet bigger than like a guinea pig or a hamster. Right. And like, uh, when I see dog from cat food in the supermarket, I think, 
this animal has got a wider range yeah. of food than I've had. Mm-hmm. Duck and salmon parfait. Yeah. It's a wolf. Back off. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds quite like fusty old, fusty old restaurant menu, doesn't it? All of it. Comfy of up, do one. Are there any, um, I feel like, I don't know, are there any f- foods that you don't like? Or uh, especially, is there anything that you hate that everybody else loves or anything that you love that everybody else hates? Uh, I don't like lamb. Mm. Um, I find it too strong a taste, but I love a doner kebab. Oh, okay. Uh, but I can't... Because it's just been masked by yeah. pro- just sheer processing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I can't be doing with lamb. It's too, it's too much effort for yeah. lamb. It's too strong a flavour and it's so much... And it, like, when you're cooking it, there's like a 30 second window in which it's good. I understand. It, what it needs to be boiling hot. Yeah. I don't eat offal very okay. much, but I had a liver and onion once that was great. I eat anything really if it's yeah. nice. But I'm a hu- I've never understood the um, when people say, oh, you, what are you eating hot dogs for? It's just lips and arseholes. You go, yeah, great. Nothing's gone to waste. Yeah. Pop it in a tube. It's delicious. Who knew an arsehole tasted this good? I know, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anything in terms of if you're going to eat meat, then pardon. Anything you don't eat? Um, I can't imagine eating. Oh, I don't know. I think so. Because I eat meat so rarely, I'm right old fuss bag about it now, but not in the way of like it more inclined. These days, I'd be more likely to go, Yes, I will try something's fucking hot because of exactly what you said. Then, but I don't know that I would love it. But maybe sometimes it's done really well. I don't know. When I don't I, know. When I left university, I worked in an office for a year. Proper like toxic knobhead. They, they all thought they were in Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, God. But they weren't. I hated it so much. <clears throat> if anyone's listening, Blair Endersby, you are scum. <laughs> um, <laughs> in my training for that company, I got told, actually, day one, uh, it's best not to think of our customers as people, more of them as numbers. What? Yeah, real bad. Whoa, actually said that? Real bad. Oh my days. But we used to go to one of those, you know those Brazilian restaurants where it's green side means give me more meat and yeah. red. And we used to do chicken hearts. Oh wow. And it was like a macho thing to <laughs> eat a chicken heart. But they just tasted like garlic and yeah, chilli. Pate. I'm not yeah. desperate for another one. Wouldn't order a bag of them. Please, not haven't been hankering for a chicken's heart ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a grim. But we're it's just cult- we're just culturally trained into being like Bleh! at the thought of that, I think. There's loads of other places where people are like, bring it on. It's full of good shit, isn't it, as well, that stuff. Yeah, definitely. It keeps you alive, it's gotta be good. <clears throat> We've got a new question. Worst looking but best tasting thing you've Port ever had. Gym. There we go. Port Jim. Ever had one with a bit of hair still on it? Yes, the majority. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. I like them all. I don't like the ones though, where I, there needs to be a crunch to it. Yeah. When you get all that soft, almost marshmallow. Soapy. It tastes soapy sometimes. That yeah. like soft fat bit. That's Boy, not. Grim. That's not for me. But they are so tasty. Yeah. First time I ever tried this burrata, it changed my life. It's so tasty. Like. I think I previously thought that mozzarella was basically like a bit of a nothing cheese. It's just a sort of just a texture really which it so is when you do it just normal it's no. so creamy though mm. I love cream I was listening to the uh, mm. episode of this this mm. very podcast with Izzy Sooty yeah talking about the um, 
breakfast restaurant she went to. Oh, and she had yeah. Porridge made with cream. Oh, yeah, and it was a bit much. Stop listening. <laughs> Rang my girlfriend and said, we've got to find this place. Yes, really. I, oh, my God, I love cream so much. Really? Whenever I have cake, I always say, can I have too much cream? And I mean, like, nice. it needs to be yeah. diabetic-inducing. Yeah. Glistening. Swimming. Hmm. I have to be in the mood, actually. But I do like creamy things. Um, if I don't have something that's been deep fried for a long time, I f- that makes me feel gross when I do have it again, which makes me sad, really. But I can always train myself back in. <laughs> Joe, I'm not mad on deep fried. No. My nan used to make her own chips and I'd fry them. Mm. And there'd be like an aura of fat before your mouth got down to the sandwich. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's not... Mm. Not for me. Not for me, thank you. An aura. Um, that was such a brilliant and quick question, like answer. Mm. Have you ever been scared of any foods? Well, it sounds like actually a Nana's chips. Um, yeah, also, I'll tell you what I was really scared of. And my mum will listen to this. And I need, I need you to know, mum, you are a wonderful cook now. <coughs> So many people have done that on this podcast, gone like, Mum, you're a great cook. Like, whispered, she's really not. Was she not great a long time ago? The thing is, she worked very hard. Mm -hmm. So she'd just make a vat of, like, you know, bolognese sauce. It'd be that with this pasta every night for tea. And then occasionally a risotto. And I hate risotto. It's disgusting. It looks like mucus. It tastes like mucus. There we go. And it's the leftover bit of chicken. And I've had one in my life that was fine. But that's not what I want for the the high water margin to be fine. If I'd have known this, I'd have made you a risotto. I wouldn't have eaten it. I'd have thrown it at you and left. (laughs) First person you've seen in a year. Hi Jess, fuck you. <laughs> fuck that. Risotto, fuck you. But she used to make chicken curry. Okay. We're talking like early 90s chicken uh, curry okay. when. And it was. The jar. No, God, I mm. wish. <laughs> I, I wish it was a pass That's so rude. <laughs> I wish <laughs> it was a pass I wish she'd gone out, she'd got a shower, she'd whacked it on with a slice <laughs> of white bread and gone and spat in it, it'd be nicer. Amazing. It'd be the leftover chicken from the roast, which was dark meat. And you're a kid, you don't mm. like dark meat. Bre- breast is best. For babies in the past, perhaps, I'm not sure what the difference <laughs> is now. But when it comes to chicken and the child meat, so it'd be that, a tin of coconut milk, right? a tin of pineapple chunk. Oh no, fuck off. A couple of bits of, like, tablespoons of curry powder, and then an onion, oh, God. like, done, sliced, but so it was long, Oh, oh, great spindly, long, wispy old, like like something you'd see in the sea in a documentary about the sea and be like, I don't know what that is and I don't care. Yeah. Oh, it's it, probably a lie that's going to sting me. It's 98% water and it fucking hates you. That yeah. kind of thing yeah. in the sea. And she'd cook that until it was, I mean, edibles a stretch, but then <laughs> put it on a pay, on, put it on your on your plate and you'd sit oh, and she'd God. be tired. She was working hard yeah. and you'd go, Mum, I don't want this. It's foul. <laughs> when she eats it she'd have to eat it she'd made her bed <laughs> have you got siblings got a sister yeah would she eat it she would but again it's that or nothing she's yeah. a vegetarian now so that's probably why almost definitely yeah <sighs> a lot of people have turned vegetarian because the environment because they care about the death of an animal but not your sister I've got to say, I've not been snide to my mum here. I love her very dearly. She's a wonderful cook. Some stuff she makes now, my God. It's one of the most not un... You have not been unkind about your mum's cooking. You've described a dish, which I'm sure 
your mum, I don't know your mum, but I'm sure she wouldn't pretend now was her finest hour. No, looking back, she, mistakes were made. Janet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janet. But my mum now, give her a Thai curry, she'll even buy with the paste. She'll buy the stuff. She'll really? make the paste. Oh, it's delicious. I think Thai curry is really hard to get right. So hats off, Janet, to modern Janet. Because hats modern off, modern Janet. Janet. I am. Um, my name is I Janet, you're an embarrassment. Nice, is Janet. Well, he's a bit harsh, I'd say. Um, you're an embarrassment. Um, I find that it's really hard to cook the coconut milk and the paste at, at the pace where you get it, so so it's like in a restaurant. Yeah. I feel like it either splits or it just tastes nothing. When you get just oil, or it's on too the spicy. Top. Yeah, like, and I don't really. And people have tried to tell me what I'm doing wrong there, and I've not taken it in, which makes me worry. I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> What did I, I, I made, I'm so busy. <laughs> I made a hollandaise the other day. Oh, wow. Thank you. How did that go? Bang it. Were you making like a croque monsieur or something? I was making eggs benedict. Oh, lovely. I some nice ham, some nice muffins. Lovely. I'm very good at a poached egg. Made lovely. this hollandaise. Oh, okay, we'll have to do poached egg um, theories um, and methods. But this recipe was like, right, cook your butter and then get like a slotted spoon and get rid of all the white on top. Mm. BA, I'm not doing that. Who's got, <gasps> who's got time to skim butter? Oh no, you needed to do that, didn't Nope, you? delicious. <clears throat> it, was, it was perfectly fine. I've got a okay. picture of it. I'll, actually, do you know what? It wasn't perfectly fine. It was perfectly delicious. And I'm oh, sorry you're for You're going to have to show me it. And the listeners are going to have to listen to me react and trust me. Is that it? No. I just want to look. Are those poached eggs, though? Oh, lovely. Talk me through your poached egg methodology. Um, it's very simple, actually. There's no trick to it. You get a frying pan. Yeah. Oh. You fill it with water to just... There's my hollandaise. Oh, wow. Great colour on it. Yeah. What's in a hollandaise, then? Uh, Is it eggs? Egg yolks. Right. Did you what? use really nice, like, Burford Browns or something? I did use exactly yes, Burford Browns. such a lovely, bright orange <coughs> and yellow in that. White wine vinegar, butter... Bit of water, sort of did it on a. Pot. God, it's basically a hot vinegar. This is a hot mayonnaise. Yeah, pretty much. It was delicious. Oh. But poached eggs. Forget Sorry. every lie you've been told. Yes. You don't need swirling. You no, don't I need agree. vinegar. You I don't agree. Need any of that nonsense. I agree. Get a frying pan. Yeah. Fill it with water to just above the He's knuckle. Got... Oh, okay. Where that thing goes in. Oh, I see. Yes, I see. Bring it to the boil. A couple of inches, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Down to a simmer, then crack your egg in near the edge of the frying Ooh. pan you can get four or five in the small frying pan <gasps> then leave it for five minutes and then come back and eat it and it's delicious every time oh my days unmessable so i've got a slightly more laborious but not entirely dissimilar version like i also shun vinegar and swirling i also get a normal pan from boiling to simmering but then this is the bit that is long and annoying but quite fun i have to get a ladle and then i to crack the egg i have to balance the ladle handle with my teeth and then I crack the yeah just hold the ladle like because I need both hands yeah that's it mm-hmm. lovely demo you've got the you've got the bum of a fork in the mouth the so you know what I mean. a- a- absolutely no one's seeing that but I'll just let you know he's got I don't know what he's doing with his hands it's quite sort of almost like huge it's got a couple of it he's got an egg got an and then he's cracked the egg into the ladle and then you're allowed to use your hand again on the handle of the ladle and then you need that water to be like active but not tumultuous sure it can be like um, excited, but there's not. It's not like PMT, and then just sort of tip it in, and then I crank the old heat back up. Once the, all the eggs are in, I find that each egg that enters, the water gets less and less powerful heat-wise. Sure, the heat's being used. Yes, and so wang, I wang it back <laughs> Sorry. up. Sorry, yes, yes, I wang it back up. But I don't wait about five minutes. I go in quite much sooner than that. 
good. That was good talking, wasn't it? You're going quite much sooner. I go in quite much. I actually go in quite much sooner than that. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. she says. <laughs> Knife and fork for a pizza. Do you know, normally going quite much sooner and everything's great. Going quite much sooner and I've got a really lovely dip of you. The only issue with my method is you don't get a complete cut. It looks like a fried egg. So you have albumin on the bottom and then you yolk on top. Yeah. It's all the consistency of a poached egg. You don't get that nice... Do you only get it when it's like a scotch egg of yeah, poached egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, get yeah, that yeah. with my method. Yes, yeah, so and maybe you get more of that with my method, but it's hit my... Uh, you, if you're doing four, one of them will be a little bit spindly-sided. But I don't mind eating those. If I give myself that one, I don't an mind. An egg is an egg, isn't it? An egg is an egg. An egg is an earth. Delicious. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. As back to ask you something you've already asked. Do it again, see if I answer the same, see if I'm a liar. Have you ever had any food you've ever been scared of? <laughs> yeah, risotto. I've ever mentioned. <laughs> I mum did this chicken curry, my God. Growing up, were you as unfussy as you are now? Uh, no. Wow. Well, were you a bit fussier? Uh, it sounds like it if you would only eat the white bit of chicken. Yeah, like, anyone that grew up on a farm wouldn't be like that. I didn't grow up on a farm. I know you didn't. That's what I'm saying. It's like, there's a sort of city boy element of fussiness. Or girl element. And I'm sure I was the same. I don't know if I was, actually. I was fucking eat everything. I didn't like but, um, fat or gristle. Uh-huh, fine. But who does? Mm, like, some grandparents. Yeah. Do you know, for years, <coughs> Jennifer Todd dripping on toast. I went to, the first time I ever went to a snazzy, snazzy restaurant, it was called Story, and it's Tom Story's restaurant on Tower Bridge, and it's extraordinary, and you get like a ten-course menu, and it tells you a story, and there's all the books everywhere, and the first course, it looked like a candle, and it was made of beef dripping, and you had like bread with it to like mop it up, and, the, and they lit, they had made a candle, yeah, and they brilliant. lit it, and it all melted away, I'd never tasted anything like it in my life, so no, it's not something I'd encountered other than that one time in my life, in such a posh context, which is so ironic, because it's... Delicious, though. Yeah. It's very much a scummy food. Well, no, but... But it's like it was it wasn't what people ate because they were affluent ever no. historically. It's a bit like polenta, it's like so funny that like wanky chefs of quinoa. It's that's like the staple diet of 
of Africa and South America, of people who are on the breadline. The quinoa. You probably call it the quinoa line. Big quinoa. Yeah. Whatever that's in. Monsanto, I imagine. Yeah. They are. Uh, it's the most evil food stuff in the world. Avocados and quinoa. Avocados. Don't, haven't they like the drained, cartel. drained the drained the Peruvian border of yeah. all liquid in the ground? Cartels. <laughs> own avocados now. Oh my god. Uh, cartels own cartels, avocados. Literal cartels. It's going to be a narcos about avocados. Avocados. Avoc- are going to feel bad about the bloody avocados. They've got avocados on earrings in stationery shops now. Yeah, That's well, what's done it. This will be, people will look back in the history and say, in the history, in the future. Yeah. But the uh, quinoa farmers in Peru can no longer afford their own grain. Fuck off. Yeah, so... It's miserable, isn't it? Enjoy and your salad, you fucking bastards. Eat some of this before I eat it all. In Bolivia as well, I think that's happened too. Yeah, sorry, I was talking up a drink. <laughs> you too. Oh, Florentine. Yeah, Bolivia, what do they eat there? I think quinoa's been fucked there as well, because yeah. it was their staple grain. They just... This is the problem, this one I'm talking about, the... Um... But it's... um, it. There's so many layers of... um. Of, uh, oh, fuck this. Of, there's so many, like, if you're trying to work out where the problem lies, but it's fashion, I think, because apparently, I've said it before on this podcast, but apparently in the 70s, when olive oil first started getting trendy to have here, um, so, you know, you start growing loads more olives, and actually, olive trees drain the ground of water in an really? extraordinary way. And so there's there's massive, like, arid bits of Greece and Italy that there wouldn't have been otherwise had that not got really faddy. But everything sort of balances out. Olive time for Will. Just eating olive while you say that. Yeah! Part of the problem, part of the solution. Well, no, I don't know that it is a problem anymore because everything sort of balances out. But it's the same thing. It's like you, you popularise... And then chefs have definitely got something to do with it now. We definitely... Um, you know, Jamie Oliver's and people that famous definitely make things so popular that kale, you know, they start fads. They definitely do. My friend Simon works in um, mm. the food industry. He works for a company that, I can't remember, Bunzel Lockhart, they're called. Mm-hmm. But they do like high-end pans and... Right. He works in their social media team. He was saying that it's really hard to get people to go into catering at the minute because of long hours. Yeah. Not great way to silly get up high. The obvious ones, but they literally call it the Gordon Ramsay effect. Really? Because people think... They're going to have someone like that come around shouting yeah. at them. this really aggressive... Well, it definitely, yeah. Even though he isn't like that it, in his own kitchens. Off. No, I'm but sure he's lovely. It's, it's, it's all his a, TV persona bullshit. But it's... They literally, yeah, they could call it the Ramsay effect. Crumbs! Like people used to say, um, the Al Murray effect in comedy. If you had a type of comedy that was... Um, potentially attracting an audience that didn't realise that it was satire. I do think is that really satire they say. Yeah. I wonder does he has he ever spoken about it? Mm, I think about he has, time. and also he's changed his act quite a lot because of it. I think. That's good. Yeah, and then does like history documentaries and calls people out on Twitter and stuff. Good for him. I mean, it happened all. It's happened forever. Alf Garnet was a character that was mm-hmm. basically an old racist that loads of people just thought was. But. <laughs> Just a funny great guy. Jim Davison's head of a labour union. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Bernard Manning start rock against racism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Lee Hurst loves Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be an edgy comedian, you know. Would you? Yeah. You're quite edgy. No, I'm not. 
But like, I'd love to come out. You tweeted about eating rich people. <laughs> but that's not edgy. A, a man on the edge. I'm a champagne social. I've got a burrata in front of me. Yeah, and we can't talk edgy when we're eating a burrata. <laughs> and some sourdough pizza. The thing about the working classes. <laughs> what a pair of cunts. Um, oh God, time's passed. Um, what's the swankiest thing you've ever eaten then, talking about being swanky cunts? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... This is that famous dead air that I tried to avoid earlier. No, no, it's no rush or stress. The swankiest thing I've ever eaten. This is so yummy, yours. I love how salty it is. Um, Yes, great, isn't it? I'll tell you, it's... I've never been to, like, a tasting menu-esque restaurant, though I'd love to. Uh Aha. Well, let's do that, shall we? Yeah, look great. Like, the Clove Club, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. I definitely like it. I ever go very rarely, but it's exactly where I want my money to go. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Mm. So probably the fanciest restaurant I've ever eaten in. There's two. There's one called the Olive Branch in Stamford. Mm. Wow. Like a, it's like a like a steak chop house kind in of America. thing. America. No, so oh, Stamford. Right. Uh, Lincolnshire. Mm-hmm. Cool. Stamfordshire. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Stamford United. Cambridgeshire. On the A1. Mm-hmm. Got it, you know, the road covered in sex shops. Yeah, and I had this smoked chicken pate. Oh, wow. That was the tastiest thing I've ever had in my life. And it's awful. Yeah, it's awfully good. Oh, God, get out. Uh, awful and awful rhyme. Uh, and that joke kept yeah. his birth from that. We've got about 20 minutes until my son's here, Will, so we can save all that shit. Okay, okay fine. Um, five-year-old. Also... <laughs> I had these gambaroni a la mm. diavola, four big prawns oh, in yeah, like a yeah. chilli, weakened, willing Italian gravy thing, but they just yes. had permeated through, so probably that. Yes, yes, yes. Also, yes. and I'm really sorry, I know it's bad, I think that veal is delicious. I haven't had it since I was a kid. I have an Austrian, had an Austrian grandparent, and we would have schnitzel, which traditionally is made with veal, although I do, so I wonder whether, as a child, in on tr- holidays to Austria, I'd have had veal, but I'm pretty sure when my nana was making it here, she was making it with pork. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you could just pop down Asda and get some veal. There's a butcher near where I live that does like, all meats, whole rabbits. Amazing. But he does, and it is rose veal, mm-hmm. so it's the least cruel, and I know yeah, it's yeah. cruel, but... I can't remember if it isn't UK veal all right or something, because we've got completely different meats. Yeah, it's, it's not all right, but it's the most all yeah, right. fine. But my own personal ethics, I think if I'm willing to eat X, Y, and Z, I'm also willing to... Yeah. I know it's bad. Well, so I can imagine you being willing to kill it, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm always like... killing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked a fox to death on the way here. <laughs> just saw it in the park oh. off the train. You said, come ten minutes later. I thought, right, oh, well, I like Oh, this is just to offset all ethically, <laughs> all the vegans I've ever interviewed. Sort of fox smashed his head. <laughs> oh, in. for fuck's sake! <laughs> right to him, not me. That's all I can Ethic, say. Raw. Just oh, there. For that wasn't last in that cup I turned up with. It was entrails. Oh my Vulpine entrails. William. William. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That with like a sage gravy and parma ham oh. and little sautéed potatoes and wilted spinach. So wow. tasty. Wow, okay. Oh, I feel sort of excited and terrified by that. I can't work out if I'm jealous or not. 
Less I think England. I can kind of work out in the ways in which it would be tasty, but I don't know. I yeah. don't bloody know. Also, Come on, someone work out how to I synthetically make that. Guarantee you, there were no cartels involved in big veal. No, there's no big so veal. Take avocado and shove it at your ethics. Yeah, I <laughs> love an avocado, but I've given because of all that I've banned myself from buying them. I, I'll eat them when they turn up in my veg box because it means they've been rejected by a supermarket or whatever if they're in there. But yeah, I can't bring myself to. Oh, oh. but not never. They're so delicious. Um, they are delicious, though. Aren't they? I want to before we run out of time. I want to ask because I feel like you've got um, sort of a joyfully grotty realism when it comes to ideas of body positivity whenever I've spoken to you about stuff God what have I said? So, I don't know like just honest things I think but like would you say you've always had an easy relationship with eating or has it ever been complicated have you ever found yourself in a less than positive place with eating? 100% Okay tell me about your complicated us So I've got an absolutely I'm a big fan of body positivity of course Yeah uh -oh. I think you haven't, you're an idiot. Yeah. But I do think it can go both ways. Mm. Like, you can look at yourself and not be happy with it, and they're like, this isn't the fault of society. I don't like how I look because of what I've done to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can you can know what you've done. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I can, know what you mean. I can and have yeah. eaten junk for a week, and right. they've got out of the shower and been like, that's wobblier nice. than I like it to be. That's greasier than I like yeah. it to be. Why is this so blotchy? What's that in my beard? And why, yeah. <laughs> and why is that a lot more pallid than I thought it'd be in my teenage years? Pallid. <laughs> See, I knew you'd have some good chat on this. <laughs> pallid. And the, I could look up and go, right, I don't like what I've done here. Yeah. But also... I did eat 12 nuggets three times in the last week. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and it's, but it's like everything in your life. There's ease and comfort. Yes. So I got home tonight. I can either make a tray of beige stuff. Yeah. And love it for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. And do a really painful poop about an hour later. Oh, uh, okay. I don't want to do that. No. God, and actually, that's quite a nice sort of instant feedback. You've almost gone for the um, stand-up yeah. stand comedy response um, proximity of food choices. How there. was your dinner, Will? I heckled well, by my bowel. 20 minutes later, and there was a walkout. <laughs> Big run out. It ran out. <laughs> a mass run out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, yeah. No, I think it's... Oh, gosh, it's so, it's so good when people are honest about it being complicated. But also, I, I think... Maybe I shouldn't have framed it in terms of body positivity. I just think it's all good and well knowing to be chilled out about things. But actually especially throughout the pandemic because everyone's had all this horrible time for introspection whilst also being forced into being somewhat less active i mean we we've worked our socks off but you're just not traveling like we were and the adrenaline's not there no and that's massive actually it's huge uh and so then instead you like i don't know how do you address the balance i definitely take so much joy from eating so for the whole of lockdown lockdown one was like yeah just you know do just do whatever will bring you joy and then um actually as you realize this is going to go on and on and on actually living like that <laughs> like sort of in a permanent state of eating or I, nibbling i was like mm, well then actually then i'm not that's going to stop bringing me joy and i don't, don't think there's anything like unbody positive about that either it's like no. no i don't need you don't actually i'm just sort of instinctively doing things without thinking about them eating wise 
and that, so yeah just sort of trying to bring it back to going no think about what you actually really fancy eating think about do you feel full now think about if you've drunk enough water just that that's the maximum amount of I had a really abusive relationship with um that's really I know, like an I know it sounds like you're gonna go so deep but also I know you're gonna say something really silly. Maynard squishies yeah. <laughs> Do you know the, the drumstick sweets, like the vanilla and strawberry ones? Vanilla squishies, yep, yep. Yeah, I can point, like, <laughs> awful. I was going through abusive. a couple of... It was abusive. Cause, you know, <laughs> Why was it Because you have one or two and you go, they are tasty. Yeah, And then yeah, suddenly yeah. the bag's empty and you've got a real sore tummy. But you don't yeah. have another bag, aren't you? Of course you are. Yeah. Because they're demanding it from the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to ban them from the house. Um, hangover, what are you having? Um, in an ideal world... I've got drunk on a curry the night before and I've ordered the hangover yes. breakfast curry it's been in the fridge just waiting for me oh he knows how to work this life but it's just waiting in there The curry. you're not having the curry cold are you or? I am having the curry cold I'm, I'm having, having sh- the curry cold my sister caught me doing it once at our mum's house my half sister Hattie and um, she normally she retched watching me eat cold curry in the morning by myself no, out the fridge standing up delicious really is actually delicious my missus thinks I'm a pervert for eating curry no, cold no it's banging it's Loads banging. of people know that pizza's nice cold. They need to open their bloody minds. Yeah, so if I've done that, I'm having a clever boy. Yeah. Clever boy. Clever boy. Good boy. <laughs> clever boy. Ordering of curry for <laughs> God, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, isn't it? Yeah. If I've not been clever, if I've got sausages in, it's a sausage sandwich. Nice. If I've got nothing in, it's a McDonald's breakfast. Oh, what you have in there? It's been so long, Will. Double it's... sausage. Egg yes. McMuffin. Yeah! Three hash browns. Oh, now, okay, now we got spicy. Orange Three juice, make a coffee oh. at home. William, absolutely fucking brilliant answer. That's no, my dream breakfast. No pissing about me. That's my absolute... What I need to make an arrangement with myself to just have that breakfast, because it's been so long. It makes me think of when I was going on a long drive with my dad... We'd stop. There was we had to drive a long way to get to McDonald's. Growing up in the countryside, and uh, we'd stop at a drive-through one, which was also like, "Am I in an American film in the nineties? And um, yeah, we'd get he'd get a bacon and egg McMuffin, and I'd get a sausage and egg McMuffin, and then we'd get a bonus third one. We'd only get one hash brown, mm-hmm. but we'd either get and then we'd get a bonus hash brown and a bonus third McMuffin, and we'd fight over whether it's going to be bacon or whatever it was, and then we'd get go halvesies. On the real nice on the real side nice. on the side extras and god but he was always full actually after one and i wasn't <laughs> as a small child mm, yum in my tongue all forward movement becomes illegal and somehow you get like electrocuted if you even try it which is hilarious at first don't know if you've ever watched a lorry try and side roll very good watching anyway it quickly becomes obvious that the world's grinding down to a death point of a halt planes can't go backwards sex is impossible and drinking is so messy they agree uh, to allow forward movement again but only if you and weirdly it does have to be you will carefully and gently juggle four cats for 20 hours mm-hmm. it sounds impossible but you do it you're hero you go down in history as the man who saved us all from a backwards and sideways movement only um but your reward in the moment and bearing in mind you couldn't be hungrier and you couldn't be happier you're absolutely off your tits on adulation and praise your work is done effort wise for life you couldn't be more cheerful it's the opposite of a last meal and you're absolutely starving what would you have as a fantasy feast of your dreams 
to eat, to drink, and if there's a who with them, where, who with them, where, thank you. Right. Well, first of all, you're welcome. I'm allergic to cat, so that juggling was even a more of a sacrifice than you all realised. I didn't know that. Your hands would be sort of dangling off, wouldn't oh, they? Yeah. Just be like skeleton, skelet- just the bones left. Dangling full of dander. Oh! But I've gone to the restaurant, I've washed my hands. <coughs> to start, we are having a sort of a. Um, a a mishmash. I want a prawn cocktail. Yeah. In the middle of the plate. Yeah. I want it to be with lots of paprika and lemon juice. Mm. Then, if you might just a clock face. To the nine to twelve, I want smoked salmon. Oh yeah. Twelve to three, I want scallops, r- resting on little tiny bits of Irish black pudding with an orange <gasps> glaze over the top. Motherfucker. <coughs> Three to six, I want langoustines. I want oh, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then in the fourth quadrant, I think I'll just have a couple of Thai fish cakes in that nice, <gasps> that clear sauce they do. Oh, yeah, that's got like a tiny, tiny items of carrot in it. Don't know what sometimes. it is. Love it. It's so nice, isn't it? It's sort of like, it's sophisticated sweet chilli sauce, isn't it? Yeah, sort of, sort it really of, is. What's it called when they make a translucent concentrate of something? They often do it on MasterChef with tomato. Consumé. Maybe it's like sweet chilli consumé. Yes, I love that. Yes. Then I'll clear that away and I'll think about how great I am and you'll bring me my main course. And that is an absolutely brilliant doner kebab. Oh, yes! It's being served in, the, yeah. so everything's on the bread. Yeah. So the bread's going to be soggy at the end. Yes. I can tear this off. It's that Lebanese pita bread they do. Mm. That's sort of like halfway between a, a bow and bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want donami. I want too much donami. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want anything at the end left over. I want it all gone. Do you want the big juicy middle bit or do you want the crusty, the, the charred stuff from around like the edge? Mix. Mixture. Like okay, lovely. In. Nice mixture. I'd taxi. like it served with lettuce, loads of red cabbage, yeah. cucumber, yeah. a few bits of onion, peppered mm, through, okay. garlic mayo, and very spicy chilli sauce. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And any of those sort of long pickled um, chilies? About four. Four, lovely. The really long spindlers. The really long spindlers mm. that you bite into them. Yeah, real juicy burst. Ejaculation of, sort of, borderline of acidic pain. bang yeah. in there. Ejaculation of acidic bang. What kind of words, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For dessert, I'd like a chocolate torte. Okay. But I want it to be the ganache has to be so dense, right? That when you put your fork in, you can see the grooves of where the fork went oh. in. There has to be a base, otherwise it's just a block of ganache, which yeah, doesn't count. Yeah. But I want it to be thin. Thin okay, and lovely. crispy biscuit, no sponge. Ooh. Gingery or just buttery? Just buttery. Okay. I like the base. I like the buttery base. Okay. Three millimetres max. I want that yeah. served with. You can have a little bit of raspberry on there for one of your five a day. Oh, lovely. But then it's just. It's fresh r- raspberry? Yeah, about four. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, too much cream. I was hoping for the cream content. Three then. blobs of clotted cream. Beautiful. And then, I'd like the, it to be in a bowl. And sort of the slice of cake is forming a dam. Oh. Single one side, double the other. Oh, God, yes. Thank you very much. What an extraordinary answer. Like that served with a magnum yeah. of a really thick red Rhine wine. Oh, like yeah. A, like a, oh, almost syrupy wine. Okay. And I'd like to eat it overlooking the sea on a blue day by myself. Thank you very I think much. We might have really similar mouths. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking fit answer. Can I have a cheese course at the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. Blue cheese, pate, uh, oh. red onion chutney, and then like a, like a cambazola as well. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Just going to sit with that for a minute. What a lovely thought. 
Even those birds are singing with joy at the thought of that feast. Thank what you. an incredible, this what I think up there my top answer's ever given to the question, William. Thank you very much, Will Duggan, for doing this podcast. And thank you, Jess, you've been an absolute delight to see. <sighs> what a silly, funny man. And what an answer to that last question. Even listening back in the edit to that, for a second time, it made my mouth cry and my heart squeak. Lovely stuff. Seek out his work, please. On Twitter, he's at Will Duggan. And on Instagram, he is Will underscore Doug with one G. And his podcast is called The Treasures Pod. And it's on Twitter as at Treasures Pod. All of those links, by the way, including links to everything interesting that we mentioned, there was a lot in this podcast, are, as ever, in the podcast notes available, hopefully, wherever you got this podcast from. Feel free to support the podcast by telling other people about it. Give it a five-star review, why not? Or just give us some cold, hard money. I say us, it's me. Um, You can do a one-off payment at ACAS Supporter, or you can become a patron, and I'll send you sneaky messages all the time and give you things like guest recipes and episodes and content that's just for you. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod to find out more about that. I've got rescheduled tour dates in the diary now. Um, you can follow me at Jessica Foster Q on the social media or just go to my website, jessicafosterq.com, where all my live work is listed. And that's also where you can find a little tab to email me if you've got something longer than a, a tweet that you'd like to tell me or more secret. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 